Welcome to the Native Souls. Man, we're glad to be here in the month <laughs> of May. I don't know what we're laughing about, but I'm going to just move right on through it. Sherman, yes, yes. here we are tonight recording in the West Logan Church. They just recently changed the name, so yes. glad to be here in West Logan Church, uh, home of one of our one of our past guests, the Scotty Dingus. Bishop. Bishop Dingus. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just be pawns and rooks. He can be the bishop. <laughs> That's right. And so, uh, awesome to be here tonight. Um, how are you doing? I am doing great. It's been a good month. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happening. Can't really think of what they were. But it's been busy. Well, that's the way I feel. <laughs> it's all a blur. It's been so busy, it's just a blur. Absolutely. Um, and then we're going to send it all the way out to our favorite pastor in Peoria, Illinois. Mm. What was that guy's name that you were talking about, uh, Diz, that you had coffee with the other day? <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Diaz, no. how are you, my friend? Man, I am blessed and highly favored from God, anointed and appointed. Uh, that's how I feel right now. I just feel like I am uh, fueled up on the Holy Spirit to just attack the devil in the darkness. Praise the Lord. Wow. I, yeah, man. That, that was a strong I need intro. An, I need an interpreter for all that Christianese <laughs> you just spoke. Hey, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Now, okay, now, now answer that question the way you'd tell, tell us if we weren't rolling the show. <laughs> you <laughs> hypocrite. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, um, you know, it's 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 one of those days. Today is a Friday, and it feels like a Monday. Mm, I agree, dude. It's been crazy. Just for the sake of the listeners, poor Diz's phone has been ringing off the hook today. Yeah, people and people need Pastor Diz. They do, they do. I, I, <laughs> yeah, evidently I'm a hot commodity in the uh, hospital visit game this week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's good so, to be needed, I guess. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's a it's a good problem to have, you know. Getting, I mean, getting to pray with people and hey, the valet parking at the hospital, which is the size of Logan, by the way. Um, uh, they know me personally now, so. Do they call it? What are they? Pastor Dickerson, uh, Cody. <laughs> they just call me Cody. Cody. Yeah, they just call me Cody. Hey, Cody. That's what they say. We're going to have to send you a, a little chaplain lapel pin or something. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Official chaplain one, in Peoria. One guy's named Toby. He likes me a lot. <laughs> Just the way Toby. Toby. One guy named Toby. Uh, I said, hey, I said, I'm going to leave my coffee in the car. He said, I said, don't drink it. He said, you got any rum in it? Because if so, I'm going to drink it. <laughs> so, and he's driving your car. Yeah, so I didn't have any rum in it, obviously, but... <laughs> well, we're happy for that. Yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah, we'll drink to sobriety. <laughs> Man. Amen. Let's... Hallelujah. How's your mouth been, Fish? Lord, it's been crazy. We're all over the place. We are 
I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna lay out the biggest first world complaint ever. <laughs> I'm stressed mm. out because I'm planning three vacations. Oh wow. <laughs> oh man. God. I'm stressed because I don't even have one. <laughs> <laughs> well so. um since nice. it's the month of May, it's coming up on one year of marital bliss for myself Ooh. and Jess. Yes. And so, Hallelujah. so it's 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 hard to believe it's been a year. First and foremost, it's so hard. To Seems believe like it's yesterday. I tell you what. Um, and so we are planning a little little weekend getaway for our anniversary because she just um, we we want to wait before we have like a nice trip. Uh, mm-hmm. Because of her internship, and then, um, and then in September when she finishes up internship, we are planning to go spend some time down in the Caribbean. Ooh, nice and Caribbean so, queen. That's what I'm gonna be. Yeah, talk to us, <laughs> Billy Ocean. <laughs> and then, um, for the first time ever, my entire family. Is going on a cruise, a family cruise. So nice. we've got that planned planning coming up, and and Ooh, uh, fish cruise. And so, <laughs> so it's been it's been exciting. Um, I don't really don't really know what we're gonna do with that, and I think we've lost him. Yeah. No, I'm here. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, because you weren't saying anything. It's like you just I went. I was listening intently. Oh. Yeah, I was literally just vamping because I thought you you were like, Poof, and you went away. Is this your first cruise? Very first I, cruise. I did a cut out there, but, you know. Okay. Here. I love I love cruises. I went on, went on one 2016. Very nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah this is. You um, get all the ice cream that you want. It's pretty amazing. Um, ice cream. Yes. Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my parents go on like oh, two man. or three cruises a year. Very nice. And so um, I think mm. the last time we had a family vacation was like 2012, something like that. So it's it's wild because wow. um, the rest of my family, especially my two brothers, aren't people that you would have on a Christian podcast. Mm. So they get pretty wild. <laughs> so, um, so, Hola. <laughs> so, uh, but me and Jess are super excited. Um, we are, we are staying, uh, we've booked a cabin because my mother's told me, you don't call it a room, it's a cabin. But mm. according to the cruise ship, it's a stateroom. So, mm. it's, but it's not a hotel. Anyways, we've booked a balcony that overlooks a park nice. on the ship. Ooh, very And they nice. play bird sounds Come during on. the day and cricket sounds at night. So we might forget we're oh, on a cruise wow. ship. So is it Royal Caribbean? You're mm-hmm. in the Lion King. Yes, they're nice. Yeah, we're we're sailing on a lure of the seas, Ooh. their second largest ship. Um, nice. Wow. So we it's gonna be fun. Um, I've already I have already booked my uh, second tier drink package. So no alcohol, but. All of the uh, all of the premium coffees, fresh squeezed mm. juices, uh, the sodas. Mm. They have Coke freestyles on the ship, um, and then non-alcoholic oh, drinks. So nice. you will find me poolside with a virgin, non-alcoholic, probably pina colada, but I'm a big fan of non-alcoholic mojitos. 
So Very I just nice. I want to be out in the sun and so we're excited, really excited for all of our trips. Um, there was so much work that went into booking that cruise that we like we didn't even talk about um, our big trip coming in September because that's just me and her, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but that's going to be a good one too. So yeah, for sure. So it's a good problem to have because uh, I mean I'm just stressed out from planning these trips that I have coming up, and uh, and then you know also I'm getting I'm getting prepared for uh, camp season. Yes, camp. So we will be doing we'll be doing two camps this year. I'll be traveling with Past Bishop Randy Bowles and his team to do worship at. Uh, hey, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Bishop. I, I I want that. I I just want a recording of how you said, "Hey, Randy." <laughs> <laughs> Bishop Randy. Um, yeah. P. Randall Bowles. <laughs> um. But we'll be, they're playing uh, Maine's <laughs> camp, and oh, okay. so I don't know, I think they call it like the New England, something mm-hmm. like that, like it's a bunch yeah, of them yeah. in, in one, um, so we're going to go up there um, and play, we're going to go up Thursday, Friday, play Friday night, um, or I don't know, he's told me a few times, but it's it's weird because they do all of their camps like back to back, and so they'll do high school turn the camp around the next day, um, do kids camp. And so I think high school and middle school are together. And then you've got like your high schoolers leave, you flip it, your middle schoolers come. It's like, or your little kids come. So it's, Mm -hmm. it was wild when he was explaining it to me, but we're going to do, um, do camp Saturday. I think the first service is actually Saturday night. So we'll get there Saturday morning, uh, play Saturday night and then we're going to do like some church services Sunday and then play service Sunday night and then we are flying Monday morning to Indianapolis where I will do kids camp for JD Wall. Hey hey, which I will come and see you cuz it's close to me. Yeah, cuz nice. So you're going to be making a couple trips out to that camp cuz Scott uh, Bishop Scotty Dingus is there the week before me. Yeah, I'm just going to wait until he flies out here in October. <laughs> Oh, he's flying to you, huh? Yeah, he's coming to me. I, I booked him for a weekend, and we're going to just have some fun. Hell. Some ministerial fun. I'm excited. And then somewhere in all this madness, uh, Sherman is going to drive up to Huntington, hop in the vehicle with us, and we're coming to Peoria. Yeah, Peoria. Yeah. Sherman's not welcome in this state anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> uh, okay. he's been he's been banned by the government. Trust me, you don't want to know. Oh well, then I want to take him because who's the government to That's ban right. someone? It's because I took a pocket knife into the state capitol. <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> True story. You West Virginian, you did you carry it through the metal detector? Yes. yes. <laughs> and then I got to the I got to the desk and I said, "Sir, I've got my pocket knife. I wasn't thinking about it." And what did he say? He said take it back to your car and I said well I'm a few blocks away and he said and I got it out and I was like you can literally have it you know you just did the stabbing motion yeah, yeah I got my knife out. Ah. yeah they were probably on high alert but he was like he threw up his hands and said I can't touch it and I was like okay and so he said put it on the put it no, on the can't. put it on the floor behind the desk <laughs> floor so that's what I did, and then when we were leaving, I picked it back up and walked out. Put it on the floor. This is a true story. <laughs> it's very true. true story. Oh, 
gosh. Yeah. Put it on the floor. <laughs> Get on the ground. <laughs> and that's what happens when West Virginians go to Illinois. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That's true. <laughs> so if you live in West Virginia, you're a West Virginian. If you live in Illinois, you're a what? Illinoisan. Yeah, just annoying. <laughs> oh, nothing from Dan. Well, he's he's offended. <laughs> he's been there already too long. Like you're talking about his state now. I, I dropped I dropped out. I don't I don't know what we're laughing at. Oh no. Oh gosh. <laughs> we're gonna let that one go. Well, we were talking about but Illinois, I hear, but I hear you. Well, I we're glad you. you're back. It's, I don't know why you're dropping. First out. of all, it's Illinois. Okay. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> but it cracks me up every time people around here says Illinois, and I want to correct them, but I don't, because what's the use? Yeah. It's just plural. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the two Illinois. I don't know how you plural, Which, I mean, you know, Iowa, Iowa's pretty much Illinois, too. Yeah. I'd like to, all the same. I'd like to have someone from Iowa. <laughs> you, sound, you, you sound like ESPN. Because obviously they think West Virginia is still a part of Virginia. Mm, yeah, people here do too, though. They they tell me all the time, "Well, was you close to Virginia Beach?" I'm like, "No, that was in Virginia." <laughs> well, let's talk about this. What you need to say next time? Are you close to Virginia Beach? Well, that's the East Coast, East Coast, and I was in West <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> that's it. They're on opposite sides of the compass, you idiot. <laughs> I love it. All right, let, listen. Let's talk about some coffee. Des, what Man. are you drinking? I am drinking two different cups of coffee today. I'm highlighting two different cups of wonderful coffee. Okay. Okay. So, like, are there, are are they in the same cup, or you like you have two different two cups, different. and you're like, is there a method to like I drink this one and then I rotate to this one, or I've drank half of this one and I'm gonna go drink half of this one? What are this we talking was, about here? Uh, so this was specifically done. Uh, these cu- cups of coffee were made for the podcast and for tasting, so they were made by the spot at the spot, and they are the uh, cold brew and also the campfire latte. So yes, I'm drinking two different cups of Ooh, coffee. Campfire latte yeah, that is that like s'mores? Nice. Uh, the campfire latte is. Probably one of the coolest drinks ever. They took us in uh, not too long ago and showed us how to make it and all that stuff. Um, but it, it is toasted marshmallow and, um, of course, some milk and t- double shot of espresso. And the kicker that goes on top is activated charcoal. No way. Yes. Uh, I'm getting one of those whenever it's, I'm in Peoria. Yeah. It, 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 it tastes like that the angels have come down and made a campfire and toasted marshmallows on it and then served it in a cup. Mm. Where are angels making campfires? <laughs> I don't, I don't is that, know. Is that, does the Bible talk about that? Yes, maybe. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Probably in Leviticus or Numbers or something. I mean, it does talk about the coals. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ooh, no. Ooh, here we go. Ooh, hallelujah. <laughs> Cleanse my lips. <laughs> oh gosh, listen, if y'all don't know, it's 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 been a chore to get this episode off the ground. <laughs> it must be a good episode because 
devil's been fighting church. Mm. Blame the devil. <laughs> that's, that's the only one to blame. It ain't the devil's fault. We're all three a bunch of idiots. That's true. <laughs> and that's true. why we're going to have our own show one day. <laughs> we, we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we created it. Yeah. And supposedly you sent a text message today said that we're gaining ground. Like Yes. Tell us about this, Diz. We're we're getting more popular. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We um, we, <laughs> uh, you know, we've grew. I mean, the, the past two months have been our peak our peak months. And, That's awesome. You know, the, our numbers and our our reach have uh, have actually grown. So people are actually crazy enough to listen to us. They're a mess. Have you have you checked the where these people are? No, I, I don't. I don't see demographic. I like to see demographics. Yeah, me too. I bet I they're too. all in Huntington, and it's just me. <laughs> it would be super <laughs> <laughs> on different devices. Yeah, every different device. <laughs> it would be super cool if we had like you know European and Jap- Japanese influences. You know? Yeah, yeah, it would, it be, would awesome. be cool. Yeah, so, Japanese people buying my album. Really? An album. I don't know why on it, but they were buying it. Huh? That's yeah. cool. So you're big in Japan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't chart in the United States, but I was definitely big in Japan. That's awesome. <laughs> I feel like I'm being delayed. So, uh, you went, you went, you went robotic there. I for went a to second, high school we with a guy back. who was in a band that was pretty big in Japan. So they said. They said. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Yeah, he got on my nerves, and I told him to go to Japan. Well, good. I'm a big deal there. <laughs> you must not know about me. You must not know about me. Gosh. Y'all, I'm. I just. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let me tell you what you're not gonna do. Sherman. Yes. <clears throat> Let's drink some coffee, man. Yes, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking the cold brew. <laughs> <sighs> well, I just, I just, I have to confess to everyone that I've already drank a cup of coffee of what we have. Because I'm just like, I'm done. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm on my second cup, too. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's pretty um, big for to, me. I'm ready to drink, drink mine. We have um, Starbucks espresso blend. Mm, it's delicious. Mm, that's a good one. Um, that's a good one. So it was whole bean. So it was freshly ground here in the in the building by my hand grinder. Mm. And um, hallelujah. And it was awesome because today the college students there at Marshall are moving out, and um, a girl from Princeton. Um, Called, called us and said, "I need help with my fridge." And so we went over there and I carried her fridge, <laughs> and she had, I guess, you know, they call them flex dollars, but it's like money you have through the school mm-hmm. based on your meal plan and all that. And so she had money to burn. Oh. So she took care of me today for carrying that uh that that fridge. She bought me and Jess lunch and 
bought me coffee and bought us that bag of coffee. So nice. So Cheyenne, thank you for providing the coffee for this month's episode of the Native Souls. Hey Cheyenne, you're awesome, Cheyenne. Oh, I have to let her know. Um, <laughs> Cheyenne's an awesome, awesome girl. She got involved uh, at Jefferson Avenue Church of God this past semester. So awesome. uh, we're gonna miss her this summer, uh, but she'll be back in the fall. That's depressing. I don't even want to talk about the fall. No, me neither. I do. I want to no. enjoy the summer. summer. What does it matter for you? Because it's always cold in Illinois. Yeah, what's the temperature there right now? Uh, you know what? Hold that thought. Let's drink some coffee. Yes, let's. Here's to a great month, boys. <sighs> so... Thank you, Jesus. This is the perfect temperature. Yes, it is. Like it's warm. It mm-hmm. feels good. It feels good in the mouth. Yes. But you can still taste it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it just—it's delicious coffee. I'll it just really tell you—it's delicious coffee. Um, I love it. Yeah, I do too. Diz, how's your coffee? It's really good. <laughs> I don't. It's it's fantastic. Honestly, the spot is our favorite place and and they're really working with us and hosting us and they they have really brought us in today and we just really love Sarah and the and the people at the spot. I just want you to know you've talked about the spot for like a month now. That's yeah. the first time you've said her name. <laughs> yes, we don't know her name. <laughs> so I that's do. nice. I do. We're just building, man. It's a slow build to what we got coming. I so. just you were like, I mean, she's going to be a guest on the on mm-hmm. on the podcast here in a couple she months. Yeah, yes, she is. And it's the first time I've heard her name, Tiz. <laughs> yeah, she's. I, I'm I'm building it up because she has an amazing testimony and an amazing story. That's so, awesome. Can't yeah. wait to we're meet excited. her. Excited. Hope she can pull an amazing espresso shot for me. Uh, actually, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a full on Native Souls takeover, and they're going to like show you guys how to make coffee, and we're going to be making coffee and all that stuff. So. Awesome. Making coffee. Behind the bar. Behind the bar. So, uh, guys, here's my question. Does anybody have um, something, um, whether it be something you've listened to, something that you've uh, read or are currently reading, or some product whatever because i know we used to talk about beard products but we've kind of yeah. we've kind of quit talking about those does anybody have anything like that they want to share crickets i have been of course probably with everybody else listening to the new hillsong united album i've not listened to it oh my yeah gosh. do they have one out Really, <laughs> Sherman's face just said that all. It's one of the best worship albums it this year. Takes really? you back, takes you back to the original United Hillsong United. Yeah, yes. So 2007, 2008, 2009, those years. That's some it, of the best yeah. years of worship for Hillsong United, and yes. it's still fresh. It's still new. Oh, awesome! Yeah, definitely gonna check this out. And they've they've grown, but at the same time, it's like going. Back to that time, and it's amazing. I love it. Love every that. song, yeah. I literally, I listen to it every day, uh, in my car, of course. And um, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the whole album. Like I try to pick a favorite song, and I can't. And I literally at times think, 
this album was written for me. Like, I feel like every song is just my song and it's about me and I, I just relate to it. And it's pretty amazing because I feel like it's relatable to the season that I was in and um, that I have been in. And I listened or I read um, Joel Houston. He had an article and talked about his testimony of the last year, two years of uh, things that he went through. And it was really, really relatable. And I could see how those songs, you know, are connecting. So pretty awesome. Love it. And they're on their tour. I'm pretty bummed that I'm not going to be able to go watch them. But What's the closest they come? <sighs> they're going to be in D.C. Um, and I feel like there's a place that's close. I'm going to see them in Chicago. Chi-town. Are you really? How far are you Chi-town. from Chicago again? Yeah, absolutely. Like three hours? About two hours. Can you two hear hours. the gunshots? Yeah, it's about two. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Well, they call Peoria Little Chicago, so I don't know oh, if that's wow. true or not. You're about to find out. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because, you know, they call I'm Huntington sure, Little yeah. Detroit, and it's a bad thing. <laughs> right? Uh, if, Mom, if you're listening, it's not Little Chicago. I'm lying. <laughs> Your poor mother. <laughs> <laughs> she just had a panic attack. My baby. <clears throat> I think they're actually going to be in North Carolina. Maybe, I feel like, which is within four or five hours. I don't know. I've never I've never seen Hillsong United. I've seen them twice. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them close to West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them in Virginia Beach. Uh, when did you see them in Virginia Beach? Because I've seen them in Virginia Beach uh, in like 2009. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were we there at the there. same we time or we didn't even time. know each other? That I almost died on that trip. Wow. Uh, oh my gosh, I did too, and I didn't even go because I evidently was going to die because a friend said he had a dream that I was going to die, so I didn't go. I was supposed to Listen, be there too. Okay, the funniest story. <laughs> we planned this trip to go, and <clears throat> was it of, at the Wave Church? Yes. Yes, well, yes I was probably I loved there. It. Yes, that's awesome. Didn't even know each other at the time when we were at the same concert, I'm eight sure. hours away. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, the funny thing is. We go on this trip. We're planning this trip, and one of our mutual friends, who really got it all together, he's the one that was like, "I yeah, need to go see them." Together. Yeah. So we were like, "Okay, we'll go." About a week, two weeks before, he says that he has this dream of this wine glass full of red wine that pours out on the table, and he says that it's God telling him that this that blood is going to pour out on this trip, and that we're all going to die. <laughs> And you know what I do? I said, no, we're not. And I go and I like pray. (laughs) And I said, we're going on the trip. Like Jesus said, we're not going to die. So, of course, we didn't die. We're here. But, yeah, Diz didn't go on that trip because I guess he didn't have faith in Jesus. I hope your buddy quit interpreting dreams. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm not sure where he's at on that. But uh, we had a great time. The other place I've gone was to Toronto in Canada. Ooh, Ooh, Raptors. That was That's nuts. pretty awesome. Yeah, that was a fun trip. I've seen Long them drive. in um, Canton, Ohio. They were there. Well, it wasn't Hillsong United. It was like a Hillsong Collective type thing where a bunch from each, like Young and Free, United, mm-hmm. and then Hillsong Worship, they were there, and they'd done a set, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, both time for us, it was Hillsong United, which was pretty cool because in Toronto, they had a breakout session where you got to... Uh, ask questions mm-hmm. and so like i got was like five feet from jad 
So that was That's really awesome. cool. Yeah. Because he's such a, they're, they're, uh, Jad, I haven't met any of them. I met Jad. Jad's so down to earth. It was so cool. I met Brian Houston, which was pretty awesome. I loved it. So, um, mm. But yeah, they're mm. great. Mm. Loved it. I'm still like shocked that we were at the same concert. Mm-hmm. I saw them in Tennessee. Yeah, you did at Winterfest. Winterfest. Oh, yeah, that was, I didn't go to Winterfest that year. Yeah, you know, people complained. That like, they what, went too what, long. What did, you, what did you want, Reggie Dabs? Did you want Reggie Dabs? I'm gonna take Hillsong United over. Bring Reggie out Dabs. Reggie and the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, come on. It was, you know, and that was the first time I ever heard Carl Lentz. He preached a 10 minute sermon, and it was more powerful than anything I've ever heard. It was more power than any spirit of a python, you know. <laughs> Well, buddy. You're going too far. Slow your roll. Don't be talking about Mr. Franklin. Yeah, I he's one Jenny. of ours. I love Jenny. <laughs> he's one Don't of ours. Don't get me wrong. I I'll love tell Jenny you, Frank. I'll tell you who's not in the headlines for saying stupid stuff is Jensen Franklin. Amen. That's, hey, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But hey, I'll take Carl and his love for Justin Bieber any day. <laughs> I'm a believer. Well, you know, you can take Carl and his love for Bieber, but you got to sacrifice your love for the scripture. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a shirt. <laughs> that's a, you can't that's true. you can't have Lentz and scripture. That's true. <laughs> they conflict. Wow. I feel like he's the I feel like out of all of them that he's probably not the one I would worry about with scripture. Yeah. I, <laughs> true. Who who would you worry about then? Uh, definitely Osteen. Oh, okay. There we go. Mm. I didn't. I well, didn't. I didn't know he was an option. <clears throat> he doesn't wear good enough sneakers for me to listen to him and think that he's scriptural. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're alluding to tonight's topic, so I assume we can go ahead and dive into that. Uh, Native Souls wants to take on preachers and sneakers sherman do you know anything about preachers and sneakers i have followed it since day one no way literally since day one yes i i don't know how i stumbled onto it but somehow (laughs) i stumbled onto it got it got it on the ground level i was like (laughs) i saw it and i said this is the most epic thing ever (laughs) within the two first two posts and i so i started following it and uh, it's been it's been going for a while now, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's been a lot of controversy with it. The person, whoever it is, has deleted a lot of their posts. Like they were on a on a roll and like calling out everybody. And then I guess there were some issues and people got offended and started calling. Oh, him really? Out, so people in America get offended? Yeah. Never. So uh, how dare you? But I love it. I follow it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I, I that that's cool. But tell us about preachers and sneakers. So Sherman. okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I follow it. It's cool. <laughs> this Instagram account. Okay. Here we go. Okay. It literally <clears throat> targets these preachers who have on these uh, expensive sneakers, and what they do is they find pictures or videos of these preachers preaching, and they take the picture or they find the picture and then they look up the shoe, whatever it costs and they post it. Um, just some examples. The last post was some guy named pastor Troy Grambling. Um, he was mixing brands and preaching to friends in the Versace T and Louis V 
uh, boots. So he had the Louis Vuitton boots. Which Wait he, a second now. Wow. It's preachers in sneakers, not preachers in boots. Yeah, that's... Mm-mm. He had on, Does not meet the correct criteria. His boots were over $2,000, though. But they're boots. <laughs> that's true. Uh, then the... One before that, Pastor Ron God Carpenter. Uh, okay, Ron Carpenter. The Apostle, you know. Okay. He had Dolce & Gabbana laceless shoes. Come on, Ron. $645. Okay. And he wore Ron. them while talking to Bishop Jakes. So. Ooh, I love you. Yeah. I feel like if yeah. I was going to talk to Bishop Jakes, I would wear my Dolce & Gabbana shoes, too. You don't have I, Dolce & Gabbana don't. shoes. I don't, but I feel like I'd go in debt just to get them to be where Bishop Jakes is. So. And that's why you always be a follower. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Oh, burn. <laughs> so, but this is very interesting to me. I find it funny. Um, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are offended. Even Christians are kind of offended. It has it has brought up a lot of conversation though on the on the real about uh, you know what preachers are doing with their money and you know where the money is going that comes into the churches. Um, so. It has raised awareness, I guess, um, and raised mm, up a talk. Awareness, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's very interesting. See, I didn't, I didn't hear about it, um, but my wife sent me the BuzzFeed article, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Oh dear God," because I don't want BuzzFeed talking about the church. Yeah, because BuzzFeed, they just, yeah, you know, they just they leaned. They lean a, a, away from the church. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to talk about the church, usually it's not good for the church. Yeah. Um, when I when I first saw it, I laughed, but then I was like worried because I thought, what's this person's intention? Is he just going to bash everybody who's got on an expensive pair of shoes? Because but they said it originally wasn't that wasn't the idea. No, the guy came out and said that he was just he just thought that it was hilarious, which. Of course, I thought it was hilarious, too. Yeah. I've laughed at every post. Um, but then, of course, like I said, it got people talking and asking questions, and it's become more of a more of a talk, more of a topic, and it's, like I said, some type of an awareness brought up gotcha. about what's going on. So it has turned a kind of serious note. Um, but it's been kind of funny the way that um, some people, some pastors have even called him out and been when he's had the sneakers and showed their sneakers and thousand two thousand dollar pair of shoes, and they say, "Listen, I got them for free. They were a gift." There you go. And so, you know, and I, Boy, I can don't see the that have so much to worry about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't it? I didn't even know this was a controversy. I, yeah. I love the Instagram page. I yeah, I, I do too. I've not, I've not even been on the page. I've been hardcore following, so you know I, I know all about it, y'all. So, so, but, but I mean, it really, like it said, for us, for us and and discussion, it really brings up a a, a great topic of, Mm -hmm. um, well, it brings up multiple topics. Uh, number one is, um, does there have to be accountability with what pastors do with their money? And this, this is something that comes up a lot. I, I mean, I mean, years ago, Years ago, Stephen Furtick was like everyone was up in arms in mm-hmm. North Carolina because of his house, yep. and mm-hmm. and and they they're saying that he used the church money to build it, but come to find out, he used the money that um that he made with his book sales to build mm-hmm. his house. And I mean, the thing is, is that the books are his labor 
of love and he yep. should be able to do with that money whatever he wishes. Yeah. Yep. And then and then really for yeah. me all of it gets into I don't want someone telling me what I can do with my money. Exactly. So I'm not going to make statements about what other people can do with their money. Yeah. Um, and so, but the, especially for pastors, the church, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, let's, let's take it like not even sneakers. Like you guys have probably had conversations with people that have talked about what pastors drive. Oh yeah, for and sure. And they're like, mm, I'm driving yeah, this and he's driving this nice car. And in our area yeah. specifically, I think that people look at pastors and literally for whatever reason, they have this mindset that they should be starving and barely making it. And I just think that's a horrible thing. I can remember a local pastor, um, he drove around a Mercedes. The church bought him a Mercedes, you know, and that was the church's car that they allowed him to drive, you know. Yeah. I mean, people mm-hmm. talked about him like a dog. But I'm like, but his church bought him that car. Yeah, I mean, what these, are you supposed to and do? And then these preachers in sneakers, yeah. like, these are a gift. These and, were given to yeah. me. And I think too, we got to yeah. look at if I'm getting, you got to look at it. If they're getting paid, that's their job. You know, if they had a normal job and they want a Mercedes, nobody's going to talk about them. But exactly. when they're in the ministry and they're you know running a church or whatever, and they're being prosperous in the church and well, all do you that, think, then you talk about them. Do you it's think ridiculous. that mindset really reveals how a person views Christ? Because think about it, a pastor is a huge represent, representative of mm-hmm. Christ for the church and the community, but for the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they talk about, well, Jesus walked everywhere. Like, they, they there's these very specific statements they use about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then they apply these to pastors, and like, well, he has all these things. He has a nice house. They go and do this. They go, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. I want to tell this man how to live his life. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that's a reflection of how they feel like Jesus should be? Or I think so. I think that they think he was born poor, so you can't have, you yeah. know, they have this thought to where, yeah. you know, the more you have, the more evil you are for whatever reason. And and, and this might be more prevalent in our area because um, I have I have friends who who moved from uh, the tri-state area uh, there in Huntington, and they lived across the river in Ohio, and they moved to Vermont, and you know they're just talking about how different life is here based on where they live, mm-hmm. and it's like well it's because a lot of people in our area live like the depression is still going. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you know, and and um, y- you need to be wise with your money first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't want I don't want to say I don't want anyone to be able to say that I listen to the Native Souls podcast and they gave me permission to go and you know if I have three dollars in my account then I can spend two dollars and ninety nine cents on mm-hmm. on a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know you gotta be wise with your money first and yeah, foremost. Yeah, for sure. But spend less to gain more. But I mean, the thing is, is that a lot of these people, they, they can, they, they have the money, but because something may happen one day, they never spend the money. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there's a lot of people in our area who don't have the money, but this gets into, for me, um, you know, we talk about what kind of condition our society is in. Uh, you know, multiple, uh, so many people who are dependent on the government, 
uh, just to live, to get by, things like that. And and uh, first and foremost, I'm not here to make a statement on that, a political statement, anything like that, to say whatever. Right. Uh, people's conditions and their stories are their stories, and everyone has a reason for why they're the way they are. Mm-hmm. And um, if we got to know their stories, we'd probably understand yep. and have compassion for why they're that way. What I want to get at is that <clears throat> there's a lot of people who sit in the pews of our churches every Sunday, uh, maybe come on Wednesday, I don't know, but most of them are on Sunday, um, and they're, they're not really involved and they, but the reason that people need the government for that assistance is because the church quit being the church because God is Christ always called the church to give and and mm-hmm. when we look at the New Testament church in Acts and and the early church and how you know they lived together and 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 I think there's a lot of writings and speculation on that but it says if someone needed something they would sell things. Yeah. Um, I don't think they all lived together. And like like in a community, mm-hmm. but I think they would uh, they all had their respective places that they lived. But if someone needed something, they would take them in. Yeah. Um. If someone needed money for something, then yeah, they would sell stuff. But I don't think it ever says that they put themselves into financial ruin mm-hmm. to do that because um, while God doesn't all God always gives it back, it might not always be for us per se, in financial returns. Like, you know, I never want to live under the assumption if I give $5, God will give me $5 back, but mm-hmm. he'll give me that back in, an, in a way that he deems fit right. um, that will surpass my $5 every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still my job to give the $5. That's right. One thing that um, really got, got me thinking was... Um, you said that um, my mind just went blank, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good thought, and then it left me. You said something that it got me thinking, but then it just left. But uh, I completely agree. Um, yeah, I completely forgot. <laughs> Continue talking. Like maybe I'll get it back. Yeah, I don't get know. Because talking. Um, but <sighs> I'm also gonna say I'm a sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into it uh, because. Of uh, my best friend Aaron Step, who is like the the guy was the guy will like uh, move sneakers. Yeah. Um. But like he's got like it's I love when he when he's talking to me about his shoes. Now I'm not in on his level, and I'll tell you what I know that that uh, what shoes he has he's got them the like either they've been given to him or he's like worked a deal out like mm-hmm. like this dude ain't spending like I know he's not wearing a $1000 pair of J's. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Now he might have a pair of J's that are worth that right now, but he didn't buy them for that. Mhm. Um so I think sometimes maybe that's our problem too is that we will look at what that person's wearing, and this probably what, and they're like, well, they're worth that, so they had to pay that. Oh, yeah. And you talk to them like, no, they were given to me. Yeah. People so. see me all the time walking around in Calvin Klein shirts and, you know, name brand pants. They don't know that I'm on the clearance rack at Marshall's <laughs> waiting for it to drop down below $10 for me to get it. You're you probably know? in there, like, hiding stuff. I, literally, <laughs> waiting for them to drop <laughs> drop down, come back next week. Is it drop? I don't ever buy anything full price, and I'm probably 
90% of those pastors don't either. And one thing that you mentioned that got me thinking, it came back to me. There we go. Is that uh, you talked about the church, there wouldn't be any poverty. You know, there if the church be, was the church, there really wouldn't be no, poverty. No, but you know, a lot of people have this mindset that the church is supposed to give, and yet they're not giving to the church. Correct. As I was uh, pastoring, not to throw any stones, and I've learned, because at times when you're pastoring, you're thinking, wow, it's just me, I'm just going through this, but then you start talking to other pastors, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the more that I talk to pa- other pastors that I was pastoring, I come to realize that there's just a small percentage of people that come to church that actually give tithes and offerings. Yeah, I mean, the the statistic is it's uh, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work in the church. and that's about right. Uh, As I was pastoring, I would hardly ever look at the financial statements in the books because, you know, when you see people, the people that are given, I never wanted that because I didn't want to give them a preference or anything like that. You know, I didn't care about that. Um, But there were times that I did have to look and, one time I was looking and I was like, I'm going to see how many actually give. And it was probably right around that 15, 20% that actually were given. But it's good to, I feel like, and Diz, I mean, you're the one that's actually pastoring right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, and you, after I say this, Diz, chime in. Um, but I feel like as a pastor, you watching that tithing report report isn't a matter of you tracking how much money is coming and going out of the church. Mm -hmm. It's a clear indicator, an easy way for you to check up on people. Because more than likely, if someone is giving and then that drops off, something's going on. And that's your key to like, I need to go talk to these people. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out, because there could be sin or there could be a financial issue that's like, because you checked that and saw that there was a difference uh, a delineation in their giving, then it's like, okay. And then you check up on those people, and then that's discipleship. Because I am tired of um, this whole thing that we've separated giving and offering from worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the statement that I've heard in worship is, um, you know, as a musician and a and CJ says this a lot. CJ England, uh, worship pastor at Lifeline Church, says this a lot to us as the team. He says, I never want to bring him, in referencing God, that do- that didn't cost me anything. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. gifts, I want to... I want to work on them. I want to practice. I want. It's got to cost me something before I touch that stage. Yeah. Well, that applies to non-musical people, too, because mm-hmm. I don't want to... I want you if you come to that house every week and you give nothing, then you're you're a, that's a problem, mm-hmm. yeah. and and so you know it's got to cost us something to worship. I mean, yes, the gifts of God are freely given. You know, I'm not here to say you've got to right. you've got to go chop your hand off for the sake of the gospel. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm definitely not one of these people that's like the church isn't in tribulation. Woe is us. I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not one of these people, but there's a point where we have to show some commitment, yeah. not only to the local body, but to God himself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Diz? Um, well, yeah, I think something that we do that I love is we have offering right in the middle of worship. So as worship is going on, uh, we just we invite, we do an invitation and a call to worship in our giving as well. So the worship music don't, don't stop. 
uh, as we are giving our offering. Uh, and that's the one thing that I've tried to um, to bring in is to understand that, yeah, we're worshiping in song, but but also we can worship in our giving as well. And it takes me back to, you know, talking about cost. It takes me back to when David, uh, you know, went went to buy the threshing floor and the guy tried to give it to him and he said, no, no. He said, I don't want anything that doesn't cost me something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, David was broken in that story. And, it, it, you know, that place where he bought that threshing floor, the place where he was broken and built this altar later become the place where they built the temple. So, you know, I think that is so significant to understand that a threshing floor is a place where grain goes to get beaten so it could be separated from the chaff to be used for its purpose. You know, when we're when we're worshiping and, and it's costing us something, that's just God separating us from everything else. And what the future holds in that is something so much greater than what we can see because we sacrificed. Yeah, that's Absolutely. so true. That's good. Um, you know, and, yeah. and people... You know, it seems like the ones that don't give are always the ones that kind of want a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget one time. It was so funny. Um, I just started pastoring and somebody had come in and they were telling me how that God had laid it on their heart to do something for somebody that was, I didn't even know if they lived here or whatever, but something had happened and they were like, you know, God spoke to me and said, do this. And I was like, well, that's awesome. You should do it. And he said, well, God wants the church to do it. <laughs> and I was just like, and this was like a two, $3,000 project that he said, God laid on his heart. And then, you know, you look at the finances and, you know, he don't give or nothing, but he's expecting the church to give two, $3,000 to mm-hmm. something that we don't even have a connection to. Yeah. And I, okay. I think, <laughs> I think unfortunately that's the mindset of a lot of people. Uh, they come to church and, they just expect, I guess, the lights are on, everything's going, everything's moving, so they think it's all taken care of, and they, they don't yeah. give. And, uh, you know, you had mentioned yeah. earlier talking about we don't know people's stories and a little bit back to the to the preachers and how they live. I loved uh, one time I was listening to Bishop Jakes, and he was talking about how everybody wants to know, and I might have mentioned this on another podcast talking about a different topic, but, um, you know, he said that everybody wants to know, uh, how to get on his level and how to get to the place that he's at. And they're looking at his blessing. They're looking at what he's wearing. They're looking at his house and his cars and his church and everything. And they're, they're wanting that. And he said, you're looking at the glory, but you've not seen Mm -hmm. what I've had to work for. You haven't seen the times that I've had to, uh, fix holes in the floor of the church and do plumbing. It gets back like this is really connected like understanding this is connected to um, the episode where we had Rod and we talked about yeah. the cost of anointing. Yeah, yeah. And so it's true. like everybody wants, and I mean, this this is our society right now because, you know, everybody talks about we live and die in comparison. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I'm com- like, I look on social media and I compare my worst days to someone's best days because that's all they post. Yeah, yeah. You know? Nobody posts when, <laughs> you know, you've had a bad day and <laughs> you spilled your coffee. That's and true. Like, you, you, yeah. you, you mess up shaving your beard, stuff like that. Like, nobody posts that stuff. <laughs> That's so true. And it's, uh, and, but, but everybody sees the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why can't I have that? Yeah. yeah. Because you're not willing to pay the price. Yeah. And I used to be that person somewhat, especially in the earlier days of right. coming into the ministry. I'd see, hear people preaching and I'd... <laughs> look at them and I'd be like, I need to be on that level. And you're right. You know, there's a price to it. There's something you got to do in order to get to that place. It's not just 
having that anointing. It's mm -hmm. not just, you know, walking into it. It's really working for it. And, uh, you know, we need to know their story before we start. And that sneakers and preachers, it's hilarious. It's funny. Um, but at the end of the day, we don't know the preacher stories. We don't know where they're coming from. And, yep. I mean, at this point in my life, I'm not going to go and buy a Range Rover. That's my dream car. If one day I'm making a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, a million dollars doing whatever, and I feel like I want a Range Rover, I'm gonna go buy one. That's right. But at this point, I'm trying to pay off my Ford Focus to get out of debt, y'all. <laughs> and I'm just like month to month, like I need to pay this off so I can live debt free. Yeah. And that's Jesus. where I'm trying to get in life. Jesus. And but you know what? In twenty years, if I want to go buy a Range Rover and I'm pastor in a church, I'm gonna go do it if I can afford it. Yeah. Um yeah. And I just have, I just have that thought, and I try to think of other people like we can't judge ourselves by where other people are yeah. at that point, and we can't say, well, they're just using the church's money. They're on a salary; they're getting paid like a normal job. Yeah. Now, now we you've got to we've got to differentiate that if it's their money they're yeah. using, but if it's like church funds allocated for something else, y'all, that's embezzlement. Those people are going to yeah. jail. When I yeah, was over, exactly. when, when I they're was, trading those Louis for an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. When I was pastoring, you know the the package over there allowed me to get my Ford Focus. That's what I bought. Like I couldn't go any higher than a Ford Focus. You know, if Listen, I would have been, getting, I don't know what you're saying because I drive a Ford Focus and I love that thing. Nicest Listen, car I've driven in my life. Well, mine is too, but I hate my Ford Focus. No, I love mine. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just I hate my Ford Focus, but. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful that I was able to buy it, and I'm thankful that, you know, I'm able to keep it. Um, but at the end of the day, I've thought of this before. Like, you know, if I am if I was at a different church to get more money, I would have went gotten something better and nicer, you know? So I just try to put myself in that place when I see people getting raked over coals for mm -hmm. living what they can afford. The funniest uh, thing, and this was me and, well, we talked about it before Diz had mentioned it, um, was the post from Sneakers and Preachers about the guy who's talking about living on a budget and he's wearing these expensive shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's hilarious yeah. because you're thinking, wow, his budget's pretty big. But, you know, I mean, I couldn't buy those right. shoes on my budget. Uh, so what he said was truthful. Uh, live on your budget. Live, you know, what you can afford. He might be able to afford a $2,000 pair of shoes, but that does not mean that I can, you know. I'm not, and he might not, he might not even be able to afford them. They might've been a gift. And you know, I got to thinking how these companies are smart because you take somebody who's got this mega church. Why wouldn't they yeah. see in the pastor of a mega church? The newest stuff is out in front of like yes. a thousand people. It's the best. It's the best way to get your product. But I'll tell out you there. what it is, is that there's awesome people. What as are we, much, NBA players now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently, because they're wearing them. But, I mean, them. think about it. As much, as much as we talk about, like, how much people in the church are messing it up, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of people that are like, man, I just love my pastor, and oh, I yeah. want a blessing. Oh, yeah. And so they'll, they'll I yeah. mean, for me, there was a point that I was at a church, and, like, one, once or twice a month, I get the $20 handshake. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Lord. I can't tell you the times yeah. that that's happened to me. And 
It's amazing, and it's an amazing blessing. There are yeah. some awesome people, and we talk about the ones that don't. Yeah, give. the only ones that get our attention are the ones that don't give yeah. and think the church should do so much, and they're yeah. a pain in our sides. Yeah. They're our time suckers, and then it seems like the ones that fall through the cracks are the ones that are just killing it every week. Yeah, loving yeah. us, loving on our family members. Now, so, when I was pastoring, the ones that gave, they were awesome, and they gave. It seemed like they gave even more because they knew that there wasn't much, many mm-hmm. pe- more people giving, mm-hmm. and they would give yeah. any more, and they were sold out. And I think that that you're right. I mean, we focus so much on the negative and what not, and what we're not getting, and uh, I think we need to focus more on what we are getting, yeah, and what the Lord has blessed us with. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, you look at uh, different sizes of churches, you know, and it's all about the same, but at the same time, you know, what we were working with over where I was pastoring, uh, you know, if I had another church's finances, I'd be taking it through the roof, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and you just got to look at all that. But at the same time, if they had my finances, you know, they would have been closing the doors. <laughs> so, well, I mean, but I mean, I mean, but they're just on a different level. And, and, and I've, I've experienced that. We mm-hmm. were, you know, we were doing... We were doing stuff at Princeton, and and we were involved with uh, Grow and and some stuff connected to Church of the Highlands. And and for us, it wasn't really about the money, mm-hmm. but it was about um, the demographics. And like, man, if we were if we were in Birmingham, if we mm-hmm. were if we were, it's like, no, those aren't our people. That's not our yeah. city. Like God's called us to where we are here. Yeah. And then we just locked in loving our city, and it it, it. it really revolutionized how we approach ministry. And how mm-hmm. people approach the church, and and it really gets into um, creating a culture in your church yeah. that that stuff's not okay. That uh, you know, well, I think the pat like this these people who naysay the pastor talk bad about like I'm, I'll tell you what I've heard multiple people in my life say bad things about Doctor Hurt at Princeton, and it was like you know the Bible says, "Touch not thine anointed." Mm-hmm. Stuff like stuff would mess up bad in their life after they'd say bad stuff about him. Oh yeah. So it was like y'all need to y'all need to be careful. God's watching. He's listening. Yeah. And so you know we as as leaders in the church, not even just pastors, but leaders in the church, have to create a culture where the people who are leading the church lead the charge in saying, you know, having having negative things to say mm-hmm. about. Your pastor, my pastor, my shepherd is yeah. not okay. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna run it out. I think one of the most frustrating things for me um, is when another pastor, something's going on with another pastor. Somebody calls out another pastor. Somebody don't agree with them, so they you know start throwing them up on social media and all that. Mm-hmm. And Christians are the quickest ones to say, "Yep, knew it, false prophet, yep. no good." Uh, you know, there's, a, and they go on, and I'm like, we should not be the first ones to be tearing them down. We should be like, listen, we're praying for you. Don't know what's going on. If you need to talk, uh, you know, we're so quick to automatically just get on the bandwagon and start tearing them down. And I think that's a problem within the church. Um, and I like what you said. The Bible does say, "Touch not thine anointed." And you know, so many times we're so quick to cast that judgment mm-hmm. and to hit them. You know, and 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 we got to be careful because yeah. you know it's it's when they're repentant. Yeah, like I messed up, and they're still just mm-hmm. destroying the guy. Yeah, but like if they if they're saying it, 
and they they're not you know we as a collective we're like no that doesn't line up with the scripture like mm-hmm. thing like, then it's like okay now we got it because you know you think about Paul many times talked about turning people over to mm-hmm. to Satan so yeah. that they would see that they've done wrong like he's like I've turned them over to that so hopefully they come back and 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 so we've got to understand that repentance sin those are the people that you're like listen you got this we're with you we support you and we're going to disciple you and set up stuff so that uh you know you're not going to struggle or you know we got you you you've got a support system yeah for sure but if if we have uh especially as a fellow believer pointed out that there's an issue and they don't care then you know then we got so i don't know how we got onto that but we're just talking you know um and and for me i feel like um you know a thing that we talked about in our in our uh devotion we're doing together um it really gets into um you know let me see how i want to say this uh, as you talk about what pastors do with their money, mm-hmm. um, you got to talk about the difference between shepherds and hired hands, yeah. like we talked about. Because I'm telling you, those are Jesus's words, and that that got me. Mm-hmm. Because he talks about the shepherd will stay with the sheep through troubled times. Yeah, the hired hand, when it's bad, they're gone. Um, and so you can really you know, that calling, like we've talked about many times, the calling is the thing that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, the shepherd loves the sheep. The hired hand's just there for the, for the, you know, the money or whatever they can get out of it. So, um, you know, I think I said all this as we talk about preachers and sneakers and we talk about what pastors do with their money and we talk about all this stuff, you know, I think we've got we've to gotta be willing to to talk about, you know, shepherds and hired hands and what's the difference. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it all comes back to the heart of it. You know, why why are you living the way you are? Are you buying all that stuff just to look good and just to be on the be on a certain level or are you buying it just because Yeah. You like it and that's what it is, or are you just getting those gifts? I think it all comes back to the heart of the matter. And like you said, the story of the person who's wearing those things, who's buying those things, who's receiving those things as gifts. It all comes back to the heart. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um I tell you what. Uh I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I get my hands on some Yeezys, I'd wear them. Yeah. Absolutely, I would. I mean, there's just so many things like if I was on if I was getting that money, yeah, I'd splurge a little bit. Yeah. Like, what's the problem here? Um, I think it's so funny. Just a few months ago, uh, you know, we saw a pastor. He bought his wife an anniversary gift. Uh, it was a, what was it, a Lamborghini? It was John Gray. Yeah, yeah John Gray. He oh, bought really? his wife a Lamborghini. And yeah. people were, like, calling him out. Like, yeah, mainstream but the money was from media. his books. 
It was from his books and his reality show. The guy has a yeah. reality show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he made money years ago. He made all this money from yeah. writing songs and being on tour with Kirk Franklin. Yeah. He wrote music? It's like nobody see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's got albums out. Yeah. It's Did like, not know that. And people yeah, were just man. tearing him apart, people in the media, people, Christians, of course. And it's like, if the dude has the money and wants to buy his wife a Lamborghini, let him do it. But, but let's said. be real. Let's be real. You know who gets the same thing? The same exact thing, Joel Osteen. People rip him about yeah. what he does with his money, but it's the same thing. Now listen, don't but get you me know, wrong. I have to tell Joel. I have to tell this for Joel. You know. Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> all of his I money comes. All of I his money I... comes from oh, his books. Gosh. He doesn't even get a salary from his church. You know, if I was the pastor of that <laughs> That's church, true. That's true. If I was the pastor of that church, I don't know. I'd probably be like. Yeah, give Didn't me a little. This? Do you know him really? Yeah, well? yeah. I called him on the phone. I asked him about it. Yeah, he said it by his first name. <laughs> of course. Uh, my weekly conversation was Joel Osteen, but I mean, I have to give it to that guy. He's not taking the money from the church. He's yeah, taking it from but in this, but and and so, what he does with his platform, you know, because there's a lot that we disagree with with, yeah. with your friend Joel about. <laughs> Joel. <yeah>. Joel. Uh, <laughs> But what he does with his platform is his choice. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, now, exactly. like I said earlier, as as a fellow believer, mm-hmm. you know, we should be there for the sake of correction and things. And and I pray to God that that more than likely he has people in his life that are confirming mm-hmm. what he's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, dude, that's great. We love what you're saying. Blah 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 blah. And it's 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 showing the weakened church because a lot of our churches. Listen, we're fortunate to live in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. Diz, you're probably, I think you're technically outside of the Bible Belt now. I'm so very, you, I'm very outside of the Bible so, Belt. So you're probably seeing a different world. But for me, anytime oh, yeah. I leave the Bible Belt, I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, yeah. do y'all serve the same Jesus? Like, <laughs> That's so true. Um, yep. and, and so it's like, you've got to factor that in too, is that there are places where um, people don't view the scriptures the way we view scriptures, mm-hmm. which is scary. And heartbreaking because you know that there, uh, there's a place in the church that is living their truth. Yeah, you know I hate mm-hmm. that phrase, yeah. but that's going on. Yeah, I think too. Um, we need to. I think you know Joel Osteen. He's found his books. You know the topics that he writes about. That's what sells. Yeah. So I mean, why would he quit writing books like that? But it's funny because literally I saw a post on Facebook the other day that was like you know, him in his Lamborghini, and it was like a picture of a homeless person. It's like, this pastor drives this, this person can't find a meal for today. And it's like, okay. How do you know? Why, that, do, why, is, it, why is it Joel Osteen's yeah. job to feed all And how do you people? know that he's not buying that guy's food or, you know, putting him in a shelter somewhere? You don't know that. Yeah. Um, how do you know that he's not taking a salary? <laughs> Ooh, okay. Ooh, good, very good. Um, <laughs> well, more than likely, a lot of these places they have to publish. Yeah. Or you know, like yeah. if you if you called their church and asked yeah. for some of that stuff, Their they financials. Would, yeah. yeah, they should would be. Yeah, it. It should be public. Yeah. Uh, but I think too, we see the glory of Joel Osteen. We see you know his books. We see all that. Um, but I've, we don't I've see the. No glory. Com- we don't see the complete heart of it. Uh, John Christ, he went to Lakewood Church, and he even said that he went to the church, and he was going to get all kinds of material to just tear Lakewood apart. 
he gets there and he said it was one of the best places he'd ever been. He loved Lakewood Church and it was a completely different experience than what he thought. He said it wasn't nothing like we saw on TV and you know, like the books that you read on Joel mm-hmm. from Joel. And I thought that was interesting because we all have our mindset. I know I go on, you know, people start talking about Joel and I automatically just kind of take up for him because at the same time, we don't know the heart of the situation. Mm-hmm. We don't know him personally, but, um, <laughs> but it, <laughs> worst place to laugh ever. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think, I think people just give him bad rap. I don't know. Well, this is my thing, and and my wife probably will if she when she hears this, uh, when she listens to this episode, she'll more than likely be in her car driving somewhere. I won't be with her, <laughs> and uh, she will probably have to pull the car over from shouting. But there are times like we're talking about what people talk about Joel. There's just times that we need to mind our own business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. You know what Paul said? He said that in one place he said that. They didn't preach exactly what he wanted them to preach or what he thought was the word of God, but they were preaching Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm-hmm. and that was good enough. They were preaching Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, we gotta get like we gotta get to the point that like, is Jesus being taught? Is he being preached? You know, mm-hmm. I, and I mean, it might not look exactly like we think it should, or but we don't have to be well, on that I mean, level to I understand. Mean, let's salvation in itself is a pretty simple process. Yeah. Now, discipleship and living the Christian life, that's where it gets difficult. That's where it gets hard, going to war Mm -hmm. against the flesh. But the salvation and, and, you know, that, it's pretty simple. And it's literally, you know, call upon the name of the Lord. uh, Mm -hmm. Confess your sins. Confess Him as Lord of your life. and, and, And I don't think there's anything else there. You're saved at that point. Yeah. Believe on him and you are saved. Confess yeah. and believe and you're in. Yeah. Now there's some yeah. people that say you have to be uh, baptized to be saved. Um, thank God we're not one of those denominations. There, there are apparently are some Pentecostal denominations that believe you're not saved till you speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. But Church of God is not that way. Um, and so there's all these things. But literally, we believe that you confess of your sins, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, believe in Him. And you're saved. Yeah. And that's all. And so that's the easy part. And I think we need to stop trying to make that more difficult than it has to be. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people make it too difficult. They say they get mad when you don't have an altar call or you don't have a traditional altar call. Yeah. And you say, raise your hand, repeat this prayer after me. Me personally, I love that. It seems like you have more of a response to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But people, they just tear it apart because they're like, you got to go to the altar. Where does it say in the New Testament that you have to be on an altar and cry and well for 30 minutes to be saved? It yeah. doesn't. It, yeah. I mean, it talks about how important an altar is. And, you know, there were some great men of God in the Bible who built altars. And I think the well, altar is important. There's a lot of times that I'll be in a service and the Lord's just dealing with me to go to the altar and lay something down. But but think but, of, think of, think about it. Think about uh, altars in the scriptures, ex- mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. They were for believers. Yeah, because the altar is where God did something, and they would build an altar to yeah. remember what God did. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So it's like we're expecting people yeah. who don't believe in God to understand the significance of the altar, mm-hmm. when really the altar's for us who are current believers. That's right. Yeah, trying to Amen. follow Jesus. So that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. we're the temple now. You know yeah. what I mean? Come on. Yeah. So we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So it's yeah. like 
you know, anywhere I decide to pray is my altar. Yeah. That's right. You know what I mean? I love so. the A.W. Tozer um, quote that I posted a few days back. I've been reading some of his books, and it was so simple. Yet, to me, in that moment, it was profound. It said, I can have God anywhere, any, any place, anytime. Yeah. And that's yeah. so profound. Like, it don't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter who's around me. It doesn't matter if I'm in the deepest, darkest cave or if I'm in the biggest, most beautiful church. God is there, Jesus. and I can have him any place, any time. Yeah. And that's just awesome to me. Yeah, and it, it was like recently, well, not a few months ago, I was in Sunday school with Rod Justice in his class, and, and we were talking about, um, you know, I think it was along the lines of understanding what's going on in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. and, like, tapping into that. And it made me think about a C.S. Lewis quote that he talked about how um, there are two sides of each person. And it's not that at one point we're either in the spirit or in the flesh. It's that we grow whichever side that we walk in the more. Mm-hmm. And so as I walk in the spirit, my spirit grows. But, you know, as I step away from that to be in the flesh, you know, my flesh grows. And so as a Christian, I want to walk more in in the spirit so that I grow. And then when I grow in the spirit, I have an awareness of what's going in, mm-hmm. going on. And so that's all the the heavenlies and angels and all that all that going on around us is constantly going on god is it's i don't have to pray for god to come he's already he's everywhere he's yeah. there already yeah but the more that i pray and talk to him and understand him and um the more that i can hear him in the moment and not have to work myself up into some kind of emotional friend or anything like that. And so I can tap into that spiritual side and know when God is doing something. Mm-hmm. And that's like been my prayer recently of God, just let me know when you're ready to move. Yeah. And so it's not like, you know, sometimes cause it's like, well, God didn't move to like, I hear people say, well, God didn't move today. And then like people are just worship in, in worship and like, it's a glory. Well, God didn't move today. You know, and they're like, there's this criteria that God has to meet mm-hmm. for that person to think that God moved. Yeah. And it's like, no, I just want to know, like, you let me know when you're, and and it's been awesome because, like, as I pray and I grow in that, it's like, man, God's about, like, I can get this, like, I don't know, I just, I, I start to get this, like, feeling, and I hate saying feeling because, you know, it's like, you, don't, you it's got to be more than just feelings, but I get this feeling mm-hmm. like, dude, God's about to do something. Like, I get that, I don't know, like, it, it rained today as we were driving, and Jess pointed out that when it, before it rains, the leaves turn up. Mm-hmm. And so I guess kind of that's like that for me. I want to feel that on a consistent basis of, oh, I feel that he's about to do something. Yeah. So. That's um, awesome. I don't know how we got here from Preachers and Sneakers. I really don't either. It's been a good topic, though. Yeah. I love, it's had a few different roads that we went down. Yeah. and it, awesome. But, I mean, really, it, it's... We look at preachers and and sneakers, and and I think the thing we haven't really brought out about preachers and sneakers is that it's on a very public platform, Mm -hmm. and how do um, people who don't believe view that? Yeah. Um, So that's one thing, but really, for us, we've really talked about uh, what that shows of church culture. Yeah. Because, dude people who are crushing pastors and and I and and my thing is is that I don't I sincerely do not believe that every pastor should be poor. No, not at all. No, absolutely. Um and actually I like I've had like 
legit arguments with people of like, well, the pastor should, you know, should have to do this and should have like, if God blesses them, they don't have to give that away instantly. Like, yeah. yeah. He blessed them. Yeah. So, um, but that's definitely, you know, it's a scary thing of what people who don't believe in in God or, or in Jesus yeah. are thinking when they look at preachers and sneakers. Yeah. And it, it's even more scarier to see how the church is reacting and how, you know, the ones who are supposed to have other Christians backs are the ones that are tearing them apart. Yeah. You know, what are the lost and the people who don't even know God yeah. seeing that fellow Christians are calling those preachers out, you know, which I mean, they, the, the world's been watching us tear each other apart for oh, generations. Yeah. Oh yeah. For thousands yeah, of it's years. It's like gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, but you know what I think about um, for Easter this year? Like I made a big deal about buying Easter Easter Jordans. I bought me a pair of Jordans for Easter. Now they were they weren't over they weren't even over a hundred dollars, but they were they had like bright pastel colors on them, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we probably spend it's it's funny how like you know there's probably there's probably some guy in a three piece suit looking at preachers and sneakers and like, can you believe they're spending that much on shoes? Blah, blah. You know how much a nice suit is? Oh, yeah. That's why I don't wear suits, because I can't afford them. <laughs> you know, every suit that I bought, again, has been on the clearance rack. Yeah, <laughs> You know? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I can't do it. It's horrible. I'm, I'm fat, so I usually can't fit anything on the clearance rack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's me. That's me. It's gone. Like, I feel like they've got, like, the people who work there, they've got their, their buddies, like, hey, I'm about to move this to clearance. You want it? And it never <laughs> makes it to the rack. Um, but it's, but I mean, you got to think about like when I buy these shoes, like the alterations are in the laces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you buy a suit, you got to take it like, like when we got, when I got married, I had to take my pants to be altered so that I didn't walk on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So I don't know. Are we going to get mad at pastors for wearing nice suits? I mean, that's what they like. That's what they want. You know, when I go and buy, and not me either, you know, I buy my clothes because I like them, because I want them, because that's part of my style. When I buy shoes, it's because I want them. I like them. I don't buy it because, and sitting there thinking, what's so-and-so going to think if I wear this, or what are they going to say? No, I buy it. Half the time I come to church, I'm wearing stuff. Somebody's like, why are you wearing that? Because I like it. It's none of your business. That's like, Sherman being Sherman. Yeah, exactly. Like, people talk about my bright colored pants. I don't care. That's what I like. Salmon pants. <laughs> yeah, my salmon Everybody's pants. talking about my top yeah. pants. That's right. Uh, you got my top pants on. <laughs> my tank tops, you know. And Jeez. With the shed sewing. Show your chest, Sherman, while you worship. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't go that far, but. Oh, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> He's wearing tank top and shirts. I wear I wear my button up over that, but you know. But it was still out. (laughs) Well, one time I did leave church and my nipple was out, and I was like, "Did I go through the whole service with my nipple out?" (laughs) It was very embarrassing. I'm not sure. Nobody said anything. How? What? Because I had on like a nice button up, but then I had an open. It was like a short sleeve button up, you know. So it was more casual. Just like I had a for king and country. 
tank top that yeah. I wore underneath the nice dress shirt. You know, it's kind of like a deep, deep tank top. <laughs> no, it was on the side. Like apparently my shirt had gotten it was pretty deep. <laughs> it's like I'm. He's like telling us. I'm like Sherman's nipples so are like questions. dead center in his body. <laughs> So many questions, like, uh, uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, but you know, people give me a hard time about my, what I dress. Like I have some holy shirts that, yeah, I bought like that, but they were $10. Sherman, you're a Kurt, you're a Kardashian. Like you're worried about having a nip slip at church. Oh goodness. But you know, I just buy it because Sherman works it though. Sherman works it. Yeah. I like that. That's what I like. I don't buy it because people like it or they don't like it or. You know, that's what I like, and I shouldn't be tearing people apart because they like expensive shoes or they like cheap shoes or whatever. Like, it's Listen, what I like. say it I say it the way uh, that my coach told me in school. Look sharp, play sharp. Yeah, for real. So, mm. like, I, if, if I feel fly when I'm playing the drums, I'm about to play them drums right. fly. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm about same to, here. I'm about to just go all out. That's it. If you're feeling it on yourself, then you're going to just... Yeah. 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 So... Right now I'm preaching in Chucks, so I'm I'm, nice. I'm, I'm building up to preaching in uh, my Jordans that I have, but I just don't have uh, anything to match them. So, you know, because I can't afford to buy anything to match them. So, yeah. Send them to uh, when you wear them. Send them to preachers and sneakers. See if but they. The, yeah, but the Jordans <laughs> were a gift, so I didn't even pay for the we'll Jordans. See. There you gift. go. See, you know, there they you were go. Gift. I think and too. So, uh, I just want to throw this out there. First of all, check your heart. You know. Oh, okay. I saw. You know, I, I went to see John Christ in uh, Ashland. Did he do the Check Your Heart skits? Oh, all the yeah. time. That's awesome. He said that's the, like the tour, right? The Check Your Heart tour. Is no. that what he's on? No, it's human. Human being tour. Humans 2.0 or yeah. something like that. Or maybe uh, he's going to do a Check Your Heart tour. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, check your heart when you're talking about people. Uh, yeah. And yeah. number two, if there's people who want to send us shoes, uh, send us sneakers. We will. We'll share them the. Instagram, we will we will yeah, make posts about yeah. them. Like we don't care. What size shoe you wear, Sherman? Twelve. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Diz. Twelve. Well, guys, I uh, if if the listeners want to send me shoes, mine are easy. My size is easy to find. Nine and a half. Mm. Yeah. I might have a little foot, but it, I've never had a problem finding. Twelves shoes. are hard to find. Mm-hmm. Every time Twelves I find a shoe, I'm looking and I find the shoe that I love, and I'm like, I need this shoe. Yep. And I look, and every size is there except for 12. Yep. That's right. I'm like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. That's my life in Coles and JCPenney's. They never have my sizes. Yes, it's horrible. Well, guys, you know, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. We've been talking about our, our shopping our, our shopping trends now. Um, but, but you know, just to, just to put a nice little bow on preachers and sneakers and church culture, I think you said it best, Sherman. Check your heart. Hmm. Well, Check John Chris said it best. Yeah, but John Chris. Your quote of John Chris, really. Yeah, Sherman retweeted it. <laughs> really, really. Your, re, your echo of John Chris's right, echo. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, really brought out, um, you know, this thing of if you're going to say, if you feel like you need to say something for the sake of correction, whatever, negative thing, check your heart. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah. so. Preachers and sneakers, or three-piece suits, uh, Louis, or off-the-rack, uh, J.C. Penny. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? He played football. Now Michael. Uh, oh, yep. yeah, he's got his line of stuff at J.C. Penny. Wear now. his clothes. That's I right. Do. But if you're gonna say something about somebody for having whatever it is, 
check your heart first. See if it's worth saying. That's right. With great patience and careful instruction. That's how Timothy, that's how uh, Paul tells us to... uh, to rebuke people and encourage people. Yeah. So we can't be just, you know, aimlessly attacking. Yeah. And so... uh, I hope Preachers and Sneakers stays around for a while. Sneakers and Preachers. As long as there's Preachers, there's going to be Sneakers. Yeah. And I hope the Instagram, I hope it stays stays fresh and keep posting because it's brought me a lot of laughter and joy. I love it. Mm -hmm. So Mm. people quit bashing them. Let Let them have fun with it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Let the preachers live. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you right now, like, these people that are bashing them isn't going to stop me from wearing some fresh kicks. So. Yeah, absolutely agree. So. (laughs) (laughs) Sermon, your kick game is on David Beckham. I'm just saying. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said, Sherman... You've rocked it this episode. Oh, gosh. I remember, like, episode one and two, Sherman, and and we were worried about, you know, if we were going to get banned off of iTunes. So, yeah, Sherman, you've rocked it tonight. So with that, why don't you go ahead and close us in prayer? All right. Lord, we just come before you, God, and we're just thankful for this time, thankful for us to be able to be on this podcast and to share your word, share your truth. Lord, and to share the thoughts that we have about you and who you are. God, I ask that you just bless every listener. God, send send joy into their lives, send hope, yes. peace, comfort. Lord, let them see that you are the provider. Yes. You are the one that leads and guides. You are the one that gives hope where there is no hope. And Lord, you, we may have a lot to say. We may have a lot to go through on this podcast. But Lord, most of all, we want to show your presence. We want to show your yes. glory. We want to show who you are. And Lord, if we do that, then we are on good terms with who you are. And we're just thankful for that. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for every blessing. God, I ask that you just move, bless, and lead in God. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, that was awesome. So, Native Souls, we'll see you next month. Yes. Peace. Salut.